Welcome to episode 060, Learning to Surrender to Sensory Processing Disorder. Welcome, I'm your host, Claire Obeyed. One Woke Mama is a journey of awakening through the raw, sometimes painful, always beautiful and definitely messy ride that is motherhood. This is our journey in mind, body and soul towards consciousness. We seek clarity, we hunt down the truth, we dive into the discomfort of healing, uncovering shadows and rising out of them back into the new woman that we're meant to be. Welcome to this episode of One Work Mama. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. It is a very personal conversation and I'll be sharing about something I've been navigating over the last year or so, maybe a little bit longer. But before we do that, let me share two very important things with you. Firstly, Practical Magic and Spiritual Medicine. My online membership group is currently still available to access for $1 for the first month. That will soon be gone skis. I'll be removing that offer soon and putting it to its usual $29 per month price. So if you've been meaning to try it, now is the time. I'll keep it on for the next few weeks up until September 8th. However, I do invite you to jump on soon because this month in Practical Magic Spiritual Medicine, we will be doing live EFT coaching sessions. So for the members within the group, scheduled within there will be some live events where I will be guiding and coaching whoever decides to jump into the hot seat and working on some specific problems. So if you've ever wanted to receive free coaching from me and also experience EFT in addition to breathwork, meditation and all sorts of other beautiful modalities, please do join. You can head to clarabade.com slash join. The other thing I must remind you about is the Breath Medicine Live Breathwork Classes. They are now on fortnightly. So head to clarabade.com slash breathwork dash classes. You can see it in the main tab up the top. You'll be able to see what classes are scheduled across August and September and join for only $15 for a 75-minute live stream class. If you can't make it live, no problem. The replay will be sent out to you the next morning classes have been incredible and it's been so awesome to be uh, taking these incredible guests through the journey of their own breath. Once you do hit my website, please do scroll on down to the black banner where you can sign up to receive updates from me where I share all the things that are going on with my world and my work and in doing so you'll also receive a three-part self-healing series where I email you an EFT guided session, a breathwork session, and a beautiful, delicious yoga nidra meditation for deep, deep rest. Okay, so let's get into it. Okay, so I've had a really, really long-standing relationship with surrender. The dance between learning to let go and to surrender and accept probably began for me many, many years ago. And I'm kind of pausing as I say that because I realize it's probably a journey that I started to learn from birth, but really didn't consciously become aware of it until maybe eight or 10 years ago. I even wrote an ebook about it. You can find it on my website in the shop section. It's called 
the 17 ways to surrender, learning to get out of the way. So as the saying goes, we often teach what we most need to learn ourselves, which means that I have beautifully attracted many, many, many experiences, clients and situations that have deepened my relationship with surrender. Motherhood, most definitely, threw me into the fiery pit of surrender like nobody's business, uh, right at the point where I thought, yeah, I've got this. Yeah, me and surrender, we are tight. I am chilled. I am grounded. I am go with the flow. I've got this, obviously. Didn't have it. Still don't have it. Still working on it. Will be working on it for the rest of my life. And that's cool, which means that I have a very, very, very tight relationship with surrender because when you have to keep working on something, you become more acquainted with the intricacies of that experience within yourself and with others. So I would never classify myself as an expert on surrender, but I'm getting pretty cozy with it. So I've also explained to many people along my journey who have been willing to listen to me about surrender and to hear me prattle on about it. I've clarified to many people that surrender is not about giving up. It's not about waving the white flag. It's not about calling it quits. It's not about handing yourself over to whomever or whatever because you just can't anymore. It's really important for me that you get this message because this is absolutely not, in my opinion, what surrender is about. Surrender to me represents the path of least resistance. It represents a much deeper spiritual exploration into why something is happening as it is. What lesson is there for you within that? What block are you ready to unblock and clear? What wound is ready to be healed? What service are you here to provide into the world that can only happen through surrender? How much better could your experience in this situation be if you were able to be in surrender? So within that deep spiritual exploration, it's it, to me there's so much about how can you move into a state of flow and acceptance with what is, despite what is happening for you. So a good way of summarizing all of that is less objecting and more accepting. When I was back in my last corporate job in PR, my incredible boss said this one line that he read out of a magazine or something, I can't remember, and I immediately typed it up and printed it out, stuck it on the wall in front of me, and it was, it's only a problem if I object to it. That was a life-changing moment for me because I realized, penny drop moment, I object to a lot and therefore it is a problem. Therefore I have many problems. Therefore I'm in a constant state of suffering. So if I actually can just change the state of objection into a state of exception, sorry, accepting, then perhaps the problems will decrease and the suffering will decrease too. It's kind of like an equation, isn't it? So here's the kicker, right? Surrender doesn't mean that you can't take action or that you can't make a change or that you can't respond to somebody or something that is creating a trigger in your life. You are meant to show up in your life. You are meant to pay attention. You are meant to take action. You are meant to move forward. You are meant to be intentional. If you don't, you're just bypassing your life. And sometimes what that means is your life doesn't always feel or look easy breezy. 
Sometimes it can feel like there's deep suffering or you're in the midst of an incredibly challenging life experience that's full of potholes that are constantly tripping you up. However, learning to bring in and call in a sense or state of surrender and acceptance within all of those trials and tribulations of your life can actually bring about an inner sense of trust, of knowing all that is unfolding is the perfect situation for your growth, for a future that is being woven for you in this very moment, for something that is meant to happen. So with that little intro on surrender, I'm going to dive into sharing with you about the diagnosis of sensory processing disorder for my daughter, Soleil. I haven't actually shared this much and not because I've avoided sharing it, but because I've been in it. I've been in the experience of it. I've hinted at it. I'm not shy to talk about it at all to anybody, but I've also been at the same time, perhaps on a subconscious level, mindful to not blast this out into the world without having done the inner and outer work through this journey and also mindful to not blast this out into the world with deep respect for my daughter and her experience and not wanting her to be labelled. But I've worked through all of that and I now realise it's time for me to share this because my beautiful daughter Soleil receiving a diagnosis of sensory processing disorder has brought up so much to the surface for me, right, and once again, the experience of surrender has been a central element in my ability to show up for her, for this experience, and be in this journey together. Please note that I didn't say work through this journey because I don't believe there is a coming out of this to the other side. I don't believe that now. I don't think that that's what this is about. I think it's about showing up each day in a state of acceptance and surrender and underlying all of that is deep trust and compassion. So let me share with you just a little bit of background. So for those of you that have followed along with me for very for a very long time, you'll know that uh, from the moment Soleil was born, she exploded into my arms in a very quick, wild birth. Uh, that she just, yeah, she just exploded. <laughs> she came out with this ferocity and intensity and I could feel in her cries that she was saying, are you kidding me? I'm back here in this body. I'm stuck and small and limited and she felt confined. And she was an incredibly unsettled baby and an incredibly easily overstimulated child who was hypersensitive to so much. Blackened room, uh, white noise, vigorous rocking. She was from day one a sensory child. If there was the tiniest crack of light coming through the window at her room rather than let me lull her into sleep she would stare at that light for a long time and I would literally work up a sweat trying to rock her to sleep bounce her rock her like she needed a lot of physical movement and support to get to sleep which is kind of an indicator as she grew she blossomed into this incredibly creative wild constantly moving, highly sensitive, highly intuitive, insanely imaginative child. And she's still that. She's still all of that. And I love all of that. But it's also not easy. So 
During the first year of Raphael's life, Soleil's behaviour got a little bit intense. She had weaned herself from her dummy just as he was born, which I now look back and realise was a real emotional crux for her. There was also a tactile object in her mouth that she could chew that was very self-soothing. So a lot of what we experienced that first year in Raphael's life was really tough. Her uh, physical body, her movement, her insane tantrums and emotional explosions and dysregulation. Oh, I just have to breathe remembering all of that. And the feeling in my body as I recall all of that, I, I immediately feel this contraction through my heart and this sense of self-preservation. My body kind of tightens up in the back of my shoulders, sees a little bit. So at first I saw all of her behaviour as just a response to adjusting to a new brother and I'm sure so much of that is true. No matter how much she adores him and loves him and wanted him in her life and still does, of course it's a big adjustment. She's had her parents solo for three years and now he's his brother crying and screaming and eating food and all that kind of business it wasn't until um towards the end of that year where her incredible montessori teacher uh, started conversations with me and started to point out things about soleil and wondering if i had ever questioned some of these behaviors and as we spoke i felt a real heaviness in my heart because i realized that I'd always known. I'd always known that she had additional needs. I found her incredibly challenging in so many ways. She has the emo emotional fallout of, it's like a mini volcano. She is highly sensitive to sound, yet she seeks very loud sounds at the same time. She's highly sensitive to too much information coming at her, yet she's an incredibly inquisitive and bright and curious child. She's so beautifully empathetic and sensitive, yet she's incredibly anxious in many, many ways. Uh, but then there's also lots of physical uh, components that, my, uh, that her teacher started to highlight. So her inability to sit still and how she physically moves her body in particular ways to try to calm herself down or to regulate how she would often not feel if her nose was running or if there was food on her face. So she started to bring all these things to my attention and I felt so heavy and so saddened and so overwhelmed with this information but yet also really inspired and motivated that somebody was highlighting something to me at a very early stage and that I could do something to support her. So of course we then began the process of diagnosis, going to an occupational therapist and starting to um, go through that journey. And I went through all of the emotions. What if she's autistic? What if she's got ADHD? How do I manage that? Do I have the capacity to handle this? Can I, can I, what can I do? How is she going to be? What's her life going to be like? Where is she going to fall over and trip up? And how am I going to support her? All of that stuff. The guilt, the shame, and yet waves and waves of deep acceptance and surrender starting to come through. We had her assessment done and we were told, point blank, she's got sensory processing disorder. She's definitely not autistic. She definitely does not have, have ADHD, but she has a particular kind of sensory processing disorder called modulation. So I'm not going to go into too much of the details here, 
uh, you can look it up, but it basically it, it comes down to the category that she's a sensory seeker. So she seeks sensory information when her brain is offline. She has a slightly weaker core, so it affects her ability with certain physical movements. Although it's so awesome to watch her thrive and grow, like to see her climb a rock wall the other day and see how much stronger and more connected her body is becoming. She um, can get very easily dysregulated with too much stimulation, so her nervous system can switch into fight or flight mode very, very quickly, which means the emotional fallout is very quick off the back of that. Um, I'm just trying to remember all the different things about her. It's really interesting talking about it like this. Uh, there's so many different things, right? So she loves the music on really, really loud, but there's a tipping point, right, because she's seeking all of the sensory information, but then she'll quite easily tip to the other side where it's too much and her brain can't process it. And her vestibular system and her proprioception will all be out of whack and she won't fully be able to comprehend where she is in space and so she'll trip over nothing all the time. Like to give you an example, the amount of times in my week that I'm physically injured by accident from her is insane. And when I say physically injured, I mean mild concussions or need in the nose and ending up with a nosebleed or um, accidentally knocked over and my head's whacked into a wall. And it's no fault of hers. It's just incredibly challenging sometimes for her, if you understand proprioception, where her body is in space, she doesn't have the same read as you and I do. So this early intervention has seen us go to OT sessions on and off over the last year and a half. It's incredibly expensive, so a lot of the stuff we do at home as well. Physical movement like swimming classes and being outside in fresh air and um, mindfulness practices, so yoga and breath work. and These have all got to be just peppered throughout the day because, you know, she doesn't have a lot of attention span to sit for a very long time. Um, so it's been a really big journey in that regard in starting to understand and starting to see how this disorder shows up. And, oh my God, I hate the word disorder. Sensory processing challenges, I would rather say, but that's just what it's called, right? The disorder is representative of the disor disorder or the lack of organisation in her brain. Um, it also means that she doesn't sleep deeply at night, even though she doesn't disturb me or call out to me anymore. She will often thrash about at night, so I'll see her sheets in the morning and they're all twisted up and the poor little thing has not slept deeply or she'll tell me she was awake for a big chunk of the night chatting to the fairies and whatever else it is that my highly intuitive child thinks she sees. Um, so, yeah, you can see that there's a, a whole lot of stuff out here. So sensory processing disorder is actually way more common and uh, it can often be misdiagnosed as ADHD. Many children with autism have sensory processing disorder within their autistic spectrum as well. Um, and many children go undiagnosed for a very long time until they reach primary school where their ability to uh, quickly pick up reading and writing skills or their inability, I guess, to quickly pick it up shows up their, their disorder or their challenges or their additional needs. So I'm really grateful that we picked it up early. She is definitely behind in some developmental things but definitely very ahead in other things. So, for example... Her language skills and her imagination and her empathy are through the roof. She can write her name. She can write other letters here and there, whereas I've got friends who, whose two- and three-year-olds can write whole sentences. Whatever, right? Whatever. But what has this all got to do with surrender? This journey has brought up for me personally 
so many wounds that I didn't even know were there. And this is why motherhood is just such a powerful journey of growth and spiritual awakening because there's always another layer that is going to take you to your next level of growth and expansion and healing. There is so much of Soleil that I have to just accept. There's so much of her natural way of being that is incredibly challenging and exhausting for me and for the whole family. And unless you have a child with additional needs, and I say this with love, you don't really know. It used to be really challenging for me to be at the playground or chat to other mum friends who would describe the way that their child was and for me to think, oh my God, I've never seen Soleil sit still for that long or I, I would never, I, I would be shocked if she did that or they would be talking about their child's tantrum and of course I say all of this with respect and I'd be thinking, that's not a tantrum. That's not a tantrum. For me, a tantrum is 43 weeks pregnant, standing on a main road with a hysterically, psychotically screaming child pushing on 50 minutes, who is so loud and so offline that nothing I can say or do will help, that if I move closer, it will terrify her. If I touch her, the, the sensation on her body is too much for her brain to handle. If I walk away, she is petrified. If I pick her up, again, the sensation is too much. That that is one component of life with an additional needs child. <sighs> I am minutes away from my moon cycle commencing, so I am highly, highly emotional and sensitive. So probably wasn't the best idea to talk about this today. I'm okay, but that story, taking myself back to that memory, was incredibly hard because I remember already dealing with my overwhelm of being 43 weeks pregnant and pushing back on the system to wait for my baby to show up in the world and dealing with my three-year-old's oh, dysregulation when I didn't even have the capacity or the understanding at that time. So learning about this sensory processing challenge has been so challenging because I have had to dig into the depths of me, dig into the depths of compassion to really try and see the world. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm just going to take a sip of water. <clears throat> to really try and see the world through Soleil's experience to really try and understand her, to understand the science of this particular disorder and to find ways to be deeply accepting and therefore in a deep state of trust, which is not easy to do because as a parent, when you're told that there is something quote-unquote different with your child, and you live in a society and a structure that only really allows space for those that are quote-unquote normal. It's distressing and uncomfortable and it can be really scary to think, is she going to be okay? Will she be able to 
show up in the world as she's destined to? Will I be able to protect her? Will I be able to support her in the way that she needs? So being in a state of deep acceptance and trust has been a journey for me and for the whole family because here is this beautiful, incredible, bright star beam, this sunbeam of mine that is so definitely here to change the world in her own unique way and is so definitely here to embody and serve from her own zone of genius and her own incredibly empathetic heart. How do I support her? How do I bring her into this world with these challenges and help her navigate those challenges and yet still be all of that she's meant to be? And a huge component of this has been accepting that it's not something to fix, accepting that she is held and carried and supported with so love, so much love, accepting that I can just do what I can do and we will just have to face each day hour by hour and that so much of what we can possibly fear as parents is exactly just that, fear, false evidence appearing real. So much of it is just anxiety, which is just future tripping, right? Creating stories in our mind that don't exist. So how can I release those anxieties and release those fears and be fully present with what is, be fully present with her and see her for what she truly is, not see her through the lens of sensory processing disorder? The lessons have come thick and fast. As you can hear the way that I'm sharing them with you, they're coming thick and fast. And they've not stopped. When I just want to lose my mind at her because once again I've been kneed in the nose or once again the place has been turned upside down and the chaos is uncontrollable. And once again the emotional fallout that I'm just feeling is so unfair. Once again, all of that is pushing me to my edge. How can I, in that moment, dig into my heart and remember who she truly is, let go of judgment and anger and fear and come at her with compassion? And yet, to show you the other side, how can I release the filter of sensory processing disorder so that I can actually allow her the chance to fall over on her face and trip up both literally and figuratively how can I step back enough so that she makes mistakes and grows and how can I release that filter so that I'm not wrapping her in cotton wool and preventing her from doing what she can actually do sometimes she surprises me she will go and do something and I will think I didn't know you could do that I get it you could always do it. It was just always going to be in your own time when you felt your body and mind was ready. And that has been one of the biggest lessons. Do not see her through this disorder. Do not program her life via it. Do not lead with her sensory processing disorder, but lead with who Soleil is. How can you value what she values? How can you celebrate what she celebrates? How can you honor what she admires and loves and is inspired by? How can you shower her with deep love and affection even when you just want to run away because you've had such a tough day?
and every step of the way, Soleil has shown me, just keep trusting, Mama. Everything is okay. I'm okay. There's nothing here to worry about. I'm going to figure it out in my own time. Stop pushing. Don't push. Let go. Surrender. To give you an example, I was starting to get a little bit wound up six months ago about her learning to write. I don't know why I started hearing stories about people in kindergarten and I didn't want her to develop so much anxiety around not being able to write when everybody else in kindergarten could. And I know this because she said this. She's afraid of it and I see it play out. I see her avoid doing things that are too hard for her brain because she's struggling with them. And instead of trying and pushing herself to try, she's afraid to try because she doesn't want to keep failing. But yet at the same time, she's afraid of failing and never getting it. So it's kind of this cyclical catch-22 kind of experience. So this was feeding into my mama heart, right? And I was trying to sit down with her every day and do some writing, but there was too much attachment to it for me. There was too much story for me around it because I wasn't that child. I could read and write by the age of four. I started kindergarten knowing how to write full sentences. My dad taught me how to read out of the financial papers of the newspaper. So it was really triggering for me, which was fascinating. So how can I let go of what I think is good and right for her? How can I let go of what I think is normal? And it became too intense and I just stepped back and I said to my husband, you need to take over. You need to step in here. This is not for her and I. This dance is not for her and I. I'm not the best teacher for her. So I told her. I said, Soleil, I'm not the best for you. Some things I'm great at teaching you, but some things I'm not. And I don't think I'm the best teacher for you. And she turned around and she said, I know, Mummy, I think you're right. So in the morning, my husband would sit down with her and he would find these quirky, awesome, fun ways of teaching her how to write letters. And within less than a week, she was writing her name in a way that she hadn't written before. So once again, surrender came knocking. Sit with your own shit, Claire. <laughs> Sit with the triggers because this is your stuff, not hers, and let go. And in letting go, it wasn't that I gave up. I deviated and channeled it to somebody else. I delegated the task and I sat and did the work on myself to face my triggers around what if she can't write? <laughs> like how ridiculous is that? She's five. And at the time this was happening, she was four. And in Europe, they don't teach reading and writing until they're seven. So there's been a huge journey for me in witnessing each and every trigger that has come up through her very self and her very being. And I want to highlight here as well that I haven't stepped back and done nothing. I've put her on nutritional supplements. We've done homeopathic schedules. We've done OT. We've done exercises and certain physical movements at home we are supporting her we're not pretending it's nothing it's something it's something that needs attention it's something that needs support but it no longer has this feeling of fear driving it it no longer has this feeling of um, extreme worry and concern it no longer is driven by we've got to fix this this is something that we can control. And if we can control it, everything will be okay. And if everything's okay, my life will be better. No, because that's not how it works. Being with what is 
showing up to it each and every day as it is, clearing away my stuff so that I can be with her from a beautiful, accepting, loving, compassionate space. It's been an incredible journey. It's still an incredible journey and I think it's only just beginning. I know that when she starts kindergarten next year, there's going to be a lot to adjust to. Her going to school five days a week will be very exhausting for her at first. Her being in a huge environment in comparison to the small places that she's previously been. Her dealing with a completely different format of teaching in comparison to Montessori style. Her dealing with the emotional warfare that is developing friendships, but also the incredible light and love that comes from connection and daily play. So there's a lot to navigate in the future and I can really see that. But I'm willing to embrace it via the lens of Soleil, not via the lens of sensory processing disorder. I'm talking to the school that she's enrolling in about her SPD and how to support her and what she needs and what things to look out for. I know it'll be something that we have to review frequently. And I know it will re require me to up-level in many ways in how I show up to her and how I support her, what resources we bring in, how we change things so that she's more able to grow within this environment. <clears throat> but all the way through, surrender will be the flag that I carry. Surrender and deep trust will be the way that I navigate this. They will be my guiding lights. And I'll check myself. Are you surrendered here, Claire, or are you pushing once again? Are you in trust here, Claire, or is fear showing up again? Are you accepting of this, Claire, or are you trying to control something that is actually without your control? Parenting someone with additional needs is a huge experience for me and my husband and also is a huge experience for her brother too. He absolutely loves her wildness and her intensity and her creativity and her imagination and her absolute joy and she's insatiable for life. She just eats life up. But of course it comes with its challenges and shadows too as everything does. And I can see why she's chosen me as her mother the deep resilience and strength that I have within, the cracking open of my heart that she has forced, the um, willingness that I have to show up to shadow, the history and the family that I've come from, the triple Aquarian that I am that is a deep, deeply loving humanitarian and who will always fly the fag for equality and inclusion and that I will never be okay for somebody to be left behind and ridiculed and hurt and judged. There are so many reasons why I can see she has chosen me, but I can also see why I chose her and why I chose her in this way and why I chose her to show up on this planet with this particular challenge, with these additional needs. She has forced me to surrender so many things in my life and to hand them over to something else or to press pause on so many areas of my life so I can be fully in the experience. Her being in its very essence has required me to immerse myself in so much that I didn't expect I would. 
the deep learning, the research, the understanding, she has taken me down the pathway of wanting to be more in my body. Because of Soleil, I've become a somatic life coach. Because of Soleil, I'm uh, obsessed with neuroscience and neurobiology. Because of Soleil, I am obsessed with trauma awareness and have done trauma awareness certificates to become more adept at handling that with other people because I can see that somewhere in her soul's story there has been trauma. If not in her own birth or certain moments in childhood, I don't know. I can see so much in the dynamic between her and I, which is what I remind myself every time I feel resistant to surrender. So I invite you at this point to, for myself and all other parents out there who parent children with additional needs, just take a moment to place your hand on your heart and just send them out some love, please. I don't like to sound like a martyr here because I'm not and I'm not a victim either, but it's fucking hard. It's really tough and I'm not even on the extreme end of the spectrum, right? I have a child who, unless you knew, seems relatively, quote-unquote, normal. Fired, I hate that word, but, you know, I don't really know what else to say here. I'm going to have to research that. Think about those parents out there who are showing up for children with additional needs that are so much more intense and palpable than what I've just described. And this is not in pity at all. These children are absolute star beams. They are star seeds filled with light and love and they bring so much joy and next level awareness and intuition and intelligence. They are gifts and I think the world is better for every single one of these children. But I just want you to honour those parents for a moment. Honour the experience of surrender that they have inevitably gone on even if they don't talk about it like that. Honour their deep level of compassion, empathy and acceptance and the work that they're doing to raise these children in a society that is not fully structured to support them. We're getting there. We're so much better than other countries and we're so much better than we used to be. But it's still not easy. And I'd also like you to take a moment to look at your life objectively and ask the question, where have I been surrendering and where have I been accepting and going with the flow and just honour that with gratitude and then also looking at where could I surrender more what would it feel like to let go here what would it feel like to release the reins of control that I have to just let it be and see where it takes us if you have any questions off the back of what I've shared I'm so willing to hear from you and to chat with you so feel free to head to my website go to the contacts page and email me there or dm me via social media or my facebook page wherever you connect with me is great i would be so honored for you to jump onto itunes and leave me a five-star review if you resonated with this episode and leave me some feedback too i'd love to hear your thoughts about today's episode going to leave it there and I hope that this has landed somewhere in your heart in a way that resonates and that inspires 
and as always, I'm just one mama on the path to woke, and I hope you choose to wake up with me too.